You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock with the Dallas Point News, joined today by a very, very special guest, my good friend, longtime famous person, Chili's supporter, Michael Gruber <laughs> Grooves. How you doing, buddy? Mr. Bryce, I am good. How are you? Oh, you know, I am hanging in there. We're recording this podcast on a Saturday. I'm actually going to have a podcast up on Monday, which is something I have not done in a, a, a long while. Let's, let's just say a long while, but... This is going to be coming to your earballs on Monday morning, talking to the most famous person in uh, I, the world, I would say. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who don't know Michael Gruber Groups, um, first off, what are you doing? Um, second off, get to know him. Third off, follow him on Twitter at Tweet Groups. But this man is a prodigy with the musics, with all things sound. He taught me all the sounds that I know, which I know quite a few sounds, so um, I owe quite a bit to Mr. Gruber. But talking to him because he is a Rangers fan extraordinaire and employed by the Rangers now. He got a new job. It's very exciting. You have a lot to do with Rangers games in 2021 like you did in 2020. Tell us a little bit about your new job with the Rangers. I guess oh, it's not man. new anymore, is it? Uh, technically not, but I think... Uh... <laughs> You know, this season will be the first with fans, so it'll be the first real season, uh, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I uh, I am now the I guess music director for the Rangers is the the best title I could come up with. I don't think I have an official title like uh, curator uh, of bangers. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> yes, as the uh, curator of bangers, uh, I play. <laughs> Uh, the music tracks uh, during Rangers games now. Um, my hero Chuck Morgan has been uh, had been doing that for the 38 years that he's been with the team. In addition to running the mixing board and doing the PA and uh, being the czar of promotions and production, and uh, you know Chuck does about a hundred jobs with the Rangers and uh, for the 2020 season, moving into the new ballpark. He was willing to give up a couple of those jobs finally, and uh, one of them was uh, playing the music, and um, he now has me doing that, and it's just uh, it's a blast. You know, I get to to be the guy playing the natural when, uh, you know, Ranger hits a home run, and uh, just all the cool audio things that you hear at the ballpark are generally going to be coming from me. It's very exciting. I mean, this is not this is not the first DFW team that you've done the musics for. You were the curator of bangers um, for the stars. And uh, haven't you done a few Mavs games as well? Yeah, uh, the 15-16 season, I was the Mavs regular DJ. And I still fill in a couple times for Ivy uh, each season. Um, and then also was the music director for the the curator of bangers i'm sorry for uh the rough riders in the 2019 season uh in addition to being their ambassador of fun and mm -hmm. um, very important title it's very important but yeah so it's really weird to uh have this little niche i created i guess but 
Um, now getting to do it for the Rangers, uh, you know, I always, uh, when I was growing up, I played baseball and always hoped to, to be the next Pudge Rodriguez. But since that flamed out pretty quickly and pretty hard, <laughs> uh, getting to, to play the music for the Rangers is about the next most perfect fit I could imagine. I'm, uh, incredibly excited to get to do it in front of fans and, um, I just, I can't believe that I get to do it. Yeah, you are fantastic at it, too. I mean, going to hockey, I didn't go to too many hockey games, but the ones that I did, it felt like you just helped make the atmosphere. It's just kind of that little thing that if you're not really looking for it, it kind of like just happens in the background. But if you really, if you're paying attention to it, then it really makes all the difference. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of curious, how do you find songs that you know will fit and how do you kind of feel the moment? Is it just experience of like knowing which song to play when, or like, Oh, I know in like this certain situation, you're like looking for a certain thing. Like, um, I don't know the Rangers. There's, there's a very curated list, but in hockey, it's more, it's more kind of playing by ear. Is it not? Yeah. Hockey is definitely more situational. Um, you know, I, I start when I started with the stars, I didn't have any in game experience for, any sport or anything I had come over from, uh, the ticket, uh, which is the stars radio home, uh, where I was a board operator there and, uh, played drops and, you know, ideally, uh, timed out, you know, sound effects and all that stuff pretty well. And, um, kind of taking that mindset into the stars worked pretty well where again, it's situational and having an idea of, how the crowd is feeling and especially thankfully uh with the stars i was set up um in the uh like pretty much in the crowd like i was Mm -hmm. at the top of uh the first level in 110 and so i had fans above me and below me and to my left and to my right and so you know i could feel when the crowd was anticipating a bigger uh moment or the the stars really had some momentum going and I wanted to ride that and kind of like you said, uh, you know, I didn't want people to just be thinking, oh, what's he going to do next? Like you want them to be enjoying the game and hopefully having the experience enhanced. And, uh, you know, where hopefully you're not thinking, oh, man, Groove is playing this. And, you know, I, I know that kind of wound up being the case just because of social media and <laughs> people watching from home were, you know, to really hear what's being played, you have to focus on it a little bit more. But uh, when you're in the arena or, you know, at the ballpark, hopefully as a fan, you're just, you're not thinking, why the heck is he playing that? Or what, <laughs> what does that have to do with, with anything? You're hopefully, you know, you might catch a little bit of a, a pun in a, a song I play or something like that, but I live for the pun overall. I, I love puns as well. And, <laughs> you know, hopefully it's just your time there was enhanced. And, you know, as Chuck Morgan said, we never want you to feel like you, uh, you know, that we detracted from your time at the ballpark, that it was only just, you know, better because of us being there or neutral at the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're definitely, uh, in my book, in my book, always a positive, but you know, some people have different tastes. Some people have bad tastes. So, you know, right. sometimes people can't appreciate art, and you know, that's okay. I don't fault them. Most yeah, great subjective. artists are, 
Yeah, most great artists are never appreciated during their lifetime, but you know, it seems like you are. So you're bucking the trend, and I appreciate you for that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why would you endure all the pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, is your car an LX or an EX, or all kinds of other stuff, you don't know that much about cars, then rockauto.com has you covered. They are the perfect perfect place to go for people who are self-made mechanics, people like me who don't know all that much about cars. My grandfather would be very disappointed because he worked on cars, but he didn't teach me all he knew about cars, so I just trust that rockauto.com has me covered. They are a family business uh, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need from a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is so unique, it's so easy to use. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose from the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low. These are good people, and they know they have you covered on those low prices, and they're the same for pros or do-it-yourselfers. Why do you spend up to twice as much on the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag. Are y'all ready for some football? We are nearing the end. We are close to the Super Bowl. We've got all kinds of good playoff matchups. We've also got NBA going on. We've also got NHL going on. We've got college basketball, all kinds of stuff. And you can get in on the action. If you've been sitting on the sidelines, there's only one place that we trust uh, that has you covered it's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Now, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I'm I'm kind of curious. There's there's a lot about the myth of groups to unpack, and you know we don't have 87 hours, so um, I can only uh, ask you about a few of the myths of groups. But one that I'm most curious about, because I have not been on Twitter since Twitter was invented, and I feel like there's a lot of even inside niche DFW <laughs> sports Twitter jokes that even I don't get. Um, but Chili's, is there? <laughs> Is there something behind your love? Is it just you love chilies and have always been a vocal proponent? Of, like, how did that whole thing get started? Like, every time I see a chilies, <laughs> I think of you, and it's just kind of this natural association. Are they are they sponsoring you? And if not, why are they not? Uh, they're not officially sponsoring me. I've gotten some gift cards from them because of my stupid tweets. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so I do actually love chilies. Uh, put that on the table first. Okay. And what kind of started it becoming part of a like Twitter bit was back in 2012 um, or somewhere around there. Like, I think I had left the ticket. And I was still I was technically going to class at UNT, but mm-hmm. maybe not attending as much as I should have. <laughs> uh, you were enrolled in the classes. But... Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, one day I saw uh Adam Jones, then the uh, center fielder for the Orioles, uh, 
tweeting with Tory Smith, I believe, the wide receiver with the Ravens at the time, mm-hmm. uh, tweeting about either you know going to work out together or uh, something like that. And I just somehow wound up seeing that tweet and jumped in and was like, yeah, hey, guys, I, I'm looking forward to joining y'all, too. And, uh, you know, after we work out, maybe we can uh, get some chilies. And, you know, it was just like uh, I was I think I was like making a joke of we can get a real Baltimore meal and oh pick, gosh. you know, a chain restaurant and uh, kind of went from there. And people seemed to think that was funny. And um, Adam Jones, for a time, thought I was stalking him, which uh, <laughs> uh, I, I backed off pretty quickly after that. But uh, there are still people that to this day, uh, anytime Adam Jones uh, does something, I usually get uh, at least like a a snitch tag or something. You know, someone will <laughs> uh, copy me on a tweet or you know copy Chili's on a tweet. So okay. uh, yeah, that's uh, the kind of short version uh, of that's why Chili's has kind of become associated. But like I said, I really do love them. Like uh, you know, I haven't really I haven't been to any restaurant since the whole pandemic started. But yeah. Chili- Chili's was uh, definitely a staple meal, uh, you know, in the uh, the b- before times. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the vaccine is rolling out pretty progressively, and, you know, I'm, I feel pretty good about it. So, you know, maybe by the summertime, it could be Chili's time for grooms. Oh, it absolutely will be. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I don't know if they have Chili's in Japan. Last I checked, Adam Jones was playing baseball in Japan. Yes. I mean, their season is over, but I'm sure he's back stateside. Because, you know, he's got to get his chilies, right? He's got to. He loves chilies. He really does, Apparently. you know. Apparently. I, I, I think you brought that on him. And, you know, you brought an appreciation to me as well. And I didn't have <laughs> nearly as much an appreciation for chilies as I should have. But, you know, now I have a, a deep and undying love for it because of my friendship <laughs> with you. You're welcome. <laughs> so chilies has you to thank for that. Also, I'm curious. How did you become so Twitter famous? I mean, you have 40 nearly 43,000 followers and it was before the DJing it was before the curator of vibes and fun and bangers um was it your time at the ticket I know I know the ticket is a very popular radio station I I hear people quite enjoy that was that part of your your rise to stardom yeah uh first it's mostly because I don't really have a life so I'm on online (laughs) way too much and Twitter is a really great way to waste time uh but yeah, so I think when I left the ticket back in 2012, I had about 20,000 followers. Um, and, you know, with social media growing and then now having these other fan bases to, you know, be involved with and people wanting to connect with me to give their, you know, song suggestions or just join in the, the stupidity of my tweets. Uh, you know, I just kind of have this fun following where, you know, I generally try not to tweet anything too serious and, uh, you know, I'm generally only really making jokes or, you know, tweeting stuff about sports and, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think people kind of know that they can be part of my little, uh, group of friends, which is, I guess 40,000 people, but, um, (laughs) you know, we all, because of, you know, my time at the ticket and because of my time with stars. And then like you said, all the 
the tweets from stuff about chilies or the moth joke or whatever. <laughs> like it's, you know, my Twitter is kind of like a big inside joke, but everyone's welcome. There's just a lot of stupid crap to <laughs> sift through to, to get it. So, you know, I, I've told people I'd probably have a lot more followers if my tweets didn't suck, but <laughs> I have fun with it and don't really put too much thought into it, which I figure is probably pretty obvious to anyone that does read my tweets. But um, yeah, I uh, I just try to have fun and that's kind of just always been my thing, thankfully, of I've always connected well with people that enjoy the things that I enjoy, again, whether it's ticket stars, rangers, like, uh, you know, silly stuff, whatever, they they know that I'm going to have some fun with it. Exactly. And, you know, I have a counterpoint. I think that you would have fewer followers if you if you put more thought into your tweets. I think that's what people appreciate is that they are just so off the cuff and they're very, they're very genuine, which I think is part of why people relate to you so well and you kind of relate to people is you're very open about who you are. You don't try and hide anything. And, you know, it makes it much easier to, for people to get to know you. There's no, there's no pretense. There's no wall of like, all right, you got to be this far in with grooves and check all these boxes. Like, no grooves. You, you're going to be in with grooves. If, if you're not a dick and you know, you like some of the things that he likes, or even if you don't, if you just like bad tweets, then you will like grooves. Oh, and grooves will like you. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think I've just always had this, thing of I've always gotten along well with people you know whether it's in school or whatever and like I started working at the ticket so young I was 16 when I started interning up there that I never lost my fandom of the ticket and you know and the places I've gotten to work since then I'm a fan of the stars and the rangers and the mavs and so you know I'm I'm like the fan that got lucky you know i i'm just you know if if i didn't have these jobs i'd probably just be some dork still tweeting too much just not to <laughs> as many people but there's i don't know i i never like i understand that a lot of people know me and that technically makes me famous you know but <laughs> i also know that i'm just a giant dork that gets to do fun things and I'm not saving the world. I'm not, you know, uh, curing disease or whatever. So, you know, the reason that I get to keep doing the things that I'm doing, I feel like, is because people enjoy what I do and people enjoy me. And so it's like I haven't seen any reason to change. And, you know, I'm 5'4 and look like I look like. So it's not like I'm some intimidating figure. It's just like, hey, you're very <laughs> I, I know but it's a very intimidating uh style that i have when i uh in the before times was hugging everybody that wanted one and <laughs> hopefully we can get back to that at some point because that's that has been a weird thing of realizing man i hugged a lot of people <laughs> and to be no, clear I... they, they all wanted the hug it's uh <laughs> it's, it's a two-way street i never it's uh true. yeah it's true but I can I can swear by the groups hugs. They are they are that of legend. They live up to the hype and indefinitely. But like you were saying, of not you're not you're not taking yourself too seriously. And I think that's something that people really like about you. There's this Bob's Bur Burgers episode that's one of my favorite. Um, it's just a very delightful show. But um, 
there's this episode where Bob, the uh, guy who owns a restaurant, um, very small restaurant, always failing. And uh, he's reading, he's sitting there in bed and reading this article about um, these doctors and war zones and how they're like saving people and treating diseases. And he's like, oh my, has that thought that a lot of us have, the, those of us who are not doctors in war zones or people curing cancer or what have you, but are like, oh my gosh, I should be out saving the world. What the heck does my little dumb thing matter? And then by the end of the episode, he, he meets this couple that asked him to cater their wedding and they met at his restaurant and they ended up getting married. And so he catered the wedding was like, oh my gosh, I got to do so great to have this, like to make this wedding the best I can because this is my little thing. And it's just about like finding the value in the thing that you do. Like we can't all be doctors in war zones. Like Lord knows, I don't think either of us could get through medical school. That's not a... I couldn't get through regular school. I'm a like, three-time <laughs> dropout of college, so I kind of – I made my bed, you hey, know? Like, third dropout's the charm. I mean, it seems to be. I'm, I'm <laughs> happy with what I'm getting to do. But but I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, you know, I have always thought, like, look, the world does need entertainers, and I'm very much, you know, not a – person that's designed to work in an office and wear a suit and all that <laughs> like i wear a hoodie would, and shorts you know i would love to see that honestly for like a day it would be immensely entertaining i think now this body's not meant for a suit like <laughs> no one needs to see that can you imagine you in an office you'd be like you'd be the curator of vibes and and banners <laughs> in an office just like djing the office and no work would get done so i don't know Maybe yeah. if, I, I don't know. I, I think that could work, but I'm very I don't, glad. I don't want to find this. out. I'm very yeah. glad that you're doing this. You are definitely doing what you are meant to do. And I miss I miss the live events with groups. But just got a couple more questions before we wrap up. Um, were you doing any of the uh, the playoffs this year um, for the Rangers? Okay, or so... in the Rangers Stadium, I should say. Not the Rangers were not in the playoffs. In case you missed the whole last season, they were not quite playoff material. Yeah, so, um, yes, with uh, the Rangers, uh, you know, with the playoffs being hosted at Globe Life Field, I uh, got to do the Dodgers-Padres LDS and uh, then the LCS with the Braves and the Dodgers and then the World Series with the Dodgers and the Rays. So the Dodgers, I I knew their show pretty well inside and out Mm -hmm. uh, by the end of it. But, yeah, uh, it was really fun. Whichever team was the home team, I got to pretend to be their DJ. And in the case of uh, the Braves and uh, the Dodgers got to be uh, their organist, uh, you know, playing their recordings and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and it was it was really cool. Like, uh, you know, that was a really cool thing that Chuck did to make sure that when it was announced that Global Life Field was going to host that. Uh, he made sure that the whole Rangers crew, um, got to be part of it. Yeah. And, you know, it was some, some long days, but it was fun. You know, it was an extra month of baseball that I got to work and, uh, you know, the, the championship series and the world series, um, having the crowd there, like even at a quarter, quarter capacity, that place is going to be loud, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's something that uh the way the new park is built it's almost like it funnels the sound in and it's like i think i saw a quote from a uh, chris woodward saying it's like you know it feels like the fans are on top of them 
uh, compared to the old ballpark. And, you know, it's like everything is just so loud. I can only put it that way. Like if you're a, <laughs> a longtime Stars fan, they got to see uh, the Stars back when they were playing at Reunion Arena. Um, that's probably going to be the closest approximation of how loud I think Globe Life Field can be when it's a full house and the Rangers are hopefully in the playoffs and uh, dominating and all that. It's, it's going to be magical. Gosh. So like 2022, right? Definitely. <laughs> I, I hope so. Hey, they'll be, they'll be fun. I mean, I feel like no matter what, even if the Rangers, I mean, they should be, they might be trash this year, but I think by 2022, they should be fine. And I think I'm hoping that most people are vaccinated and we got this whole thing taken care of. Mm-hmm. We can go outside and stuff, but you know, I feel like the first game at like full capacity, no matter how good the team is, even if they lose ten nothing, the first couple innings, it's gonna be just raucous in there, I feel like. I agree. Like I th- I think that, you know, fans are itching to get back in and you know, the stars played the game last night with the quarter capacity. There they had like uh just under five thousand people and um, I wasn't there, but I was able to watch from the Fox Southwest studios and mm-hmm. that they sounded loud. Like they, they were, did. you know, they, it helps to win seven, nothing in hockey. <laughs> like, I don't know if uh stars fans get free pizza, but they should have. Uh, uh, I feel night. like with, with <laughs> what the offense did last year, like they could have said it like three goals was free pizza and, <laughs> you know, could get like two free pizzas for last night, two and a third. <laughs> yeah, but no, man, it was uh, it was awesome crowd last night from what I heard. And, you know, uh, I think that, look, the fans that are going to be at the games in this, uh, you know, quarter capacity at best type of setup right now, they all clearly want to be there. It's not, oh, I think I'll go to the game or, oh, friend wound up with these tickets. So, OK, maybe I'll show up like these are people that want to be there mm-hmm. and you know, I think that that's going to have that extra charge to it. And, you know, the Rangers, I think, like you said, with having a new ballpark to, to take in and, you know, hearing Chuck Morgan say it's baseball time in Texas. Gosh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Dude, like I, I got to say that was, uh, you know, selfishly a really cool thing last year that I got to mm-hmm. experience that even if it was just me and, you know, a, maybe a hundred other people in the ballpark. But, you know, Chuck Morgan, uh, he it started to become a routine that uh, he would check in with Chris Reicher, who's like the producer of the game presentation, director of game presentation. Um, he would Chuck would check in with him and then, uh, you know, he would check in with me. And then the very next thing he's doing is, ladies and gentlemen, it's baseball time in Texas. So it's like mm. this this extra goosebumps moment for me of like just hearing him do it on its own was awesome. But, you know, having that extra little bump of, you know, I'm the last person that he checks in with just to say, you know, let's do this uh, was awesome. But it was really cool uh, when the playoffs uh, came around and we actually had fans back in the building. You know, Chuck doesn't half-ass anything. No, he does not. But you could all, but I could tell there's that extra energy that he feeds off of with the fans. Uh, there was just that extra like boom in his voice 
even if he was saying, you know, uh, like he still said his baseball time in Texas, but you know, he was introducing the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. But Felt just hearing, weird. yeah, <laughs> still like even at that, like him drawing that energy from the crowd, like I just I can't wait to hear him getting to do that in front of Rangers fans again because it's it's just going to be really special and you know there are multiple times it happened during the season without fans uh where I I definitely uh had to you know kind of gather myself and maybe uh wipe a couple sports tears away um <laughs> as we all do yeah so it's it's going to be really magical whenever uh you know we get back in the building and get fans in there and get to playing games yeah, I absolutely can't wait for that. I am a little worried if the Dodgers don't win the World Series this year. They might try and steal you away from us because I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you credit as their good luck charm because that's that's the only reason that I think the Dodgers won. It's not because they're really good at baseball. It's not because they are overdue for a World Series after <laughs> being an incredible team for a decade. No, no, no. It's the Groobs effect. Right, even though I was just playing pretty much exactly what they <laughs> ordered me to play. As they should, you know, it's their show and all that. But uh, maybe yeah. they'll come, maybe they'll just come to Texas and and we don't have to to lose you. Like the Rangers and Dodgers, just like they become the Texas Dodgers and the Los Angeles <laughs> Rangers. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe maybe Kershaw buys the team and moves them or something. You know, I'm hoping he can. You know, that would be he's nice. Got, he's got enough contracts that like maybe yeah, maybe that's a thing. The Dodgers into the stadium and <laughs> yeah, have like a Lakers Clippers situation where they share Ooh. the building. Oh, that'd be real fun. I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to that happening in, in 2050 <laughs> or whenever it is. Yes. But who knows if we'll have a new stadium by then. Maybe the Dodgers will, will get this old one. The Rangers will get some other new one. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to being at a game with Grooves, curating all the bangers and the vibes as well. Um, the vibes are a free thing. The, the bangers is what you you get paid for. But um, any any closing thoughts or feelings or secrets to spill man i uh first just thank you to anyone that cares enough to listen to an interview with me um and that made that possible because i can't i i can't do my job without fans enjoying it you know mm-hmm. like i wouldn't be getting to do the things I'm, i've done if fans didn't like what i did and so I just can't thank Rangers and Stars and Mavericks and Rough Riders fans enough for um, just being so supportive and uh, ticket listeners as well. P1s, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten to have a lot of fun for the last 18 years or so that I've been in the business. And I hope that for the next uh, 30, 40 years that I'm working that, Hopefully that support continues, and I can't thank them enough. And uh, since we are uh, recording this the day after the Stars home opener, I also want to give a big shout-out to uh, Shippy, who took over the Stars gig from me. And even without getting to do any preseason games or anything, uh, he killed it. He was awesome last night. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he... Did it all in a week where he lost an uncle, uh, unfortunately, and so he's had to balance that. He's actually, I think, uh, visiting with his family and 
having the funeral and all that today. Sorry to bring it down for a moment, but um, the fact that he was able to still do such an amazing job this week and all the, the hours that he's spent the last uh, six months or so training with him and all that for the stars to pull off a big win and for him to get to just, he did an amazing job last night. I just wanted to, to give a big shout out to, to him because he's just an awesome dude and it's uh, been a roller coaster of a week for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, stars are completely undefeated. Um, as we're recording it, they might have played another game. Um, before then, I don't know. Their yeah, they, the they play uh, Sunday tomorrow. So. Okay, well, hopefully as this is coming out, they are still undefeated um, under Shippy, and congrats to him. Um, definitely thoughts and prayers are with him in this this tough week, but that's a huge credit to him. And, you know, the legacy that you have left and helping him out, and you will now establish your own legacy with the Rangers. And, you know, if, if some Rangers fans aren't Stars fans and haven't seen the kind of bangers that you curate at Stars games, they're going to have a whole new experience with you at Rangers games, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And hopefully by the time the season rolls around, we can actually get some people in there for some real-life baseball in person and all kinds of bangers and everyone feed off each other's support. And it's going to be a heck of a good time, I think. So many bangers, but uh, <laughs> it'll definitely still feel like a Rangers game. I promise that. It won't be uh, all hockey music or you know heavy metal or whatever. It'll, <laughs> it'll feel like a Rangers game, but it'll be uh, maybe just a couple extra bangers. So exactly, it'll be fun going to be lots of fun. Groobs, thank you so much for joining me. If you're not following him on Twitter, please do so at Tweet Groobs. Um, enjoy Rangers games. Um, if you have, uh, if you see a Chili's, you go to a Chili's, just let him know. If you Definitely, if you see Adam Jones at a Chili's, stop whatever <laughs> you're doing, get some evidence, and send it to Groobs, and, you know, send it to me too. But that's going to do it for today's episode, and until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball. <laughs>